0: Hi, this is The Rocket Recovery, and this is Angie Meadows. And I'm Bobby Snyder. And we're so glad you're here with us today. Today, we're going to talk about lesson three in The Rocket Recovery Spirit and Soul Disconnect. It's called Emotional Regression. So, what I found is if I don't take care of my anxiety, Bobby, it turns into torment, and then the torment turns into trauma. And the trauma literally causes my spirit and my soul to disconnect. So what we're going to do is look at how to be strong and the part of ourselves that's very strong. And then we're going to look at all of our little regressed parts that we can fragment into or disassociate from ourselves into these little parts that uh, tend to control us sounds exciting (laughs) well if you can get this lesson there's huge healing for it and and I know that uh, I mean like I was baptized at nine years old and ended up with of course a decade or so of of back being backslidden but for 50 years i've walked this journey and still i had these little regressed parts that i had to contend with so i want you to read the scripture
1: scripture says he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls and that's proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight.
0: So I want to rule my own spirit. So back in the day when I was still very, very immature, very childlike in my emotions, young 20s, I I was 95% crazy and 5% strong. So, you know, 30 years of walking with the Lord, and I'm 95% strong and 5% crazy. So one day I say <laughs> to the Lord, Lord, what's wrong with me? Why is it that I can literally instantaneously drop into such a deep, dark place and have this overwhelming self-pity or this overwhelming anxiety or this hopeless or this depression? And I can feel it, and it hits me strong strong. And and there I sit until I can kind of pray my way out of it, work my way out of it. Uh, You know, why is this? And the Lord said, you're agreeing with this. Right. (laughs) So I had to realize, I had to recognize all my little parts, all my little children inside of me that need a mommy to nurture them, to grow them up, to mature them. So start us with the introduction.
1: Passivity versus strength. What characterizes your inner world? Passivity or strength? When we are passive, all kinds of noise will show its way into your thinking. Passive thinking is anxious, emotionally disturbing, and imbalanced. Strong thinking is intentional. It does not stop all noisy negative thinking, but it gives us the skill to move the thinking outside of ourselves instead of internalizing it. It helps us engage our strong, mature side to rebalance ourselves within minutes. There's no reason to stay stuck in emotions for days, weeks, months, years, or even decades.
0: Okay, so what I want to do is I want to recognize when my little self-pity girl's gotten triggered, and I want to validate her. Yes, I feel self-pity. Yes, I see you, self-pity. I see you. Now, what What? What happened, honey? What happened that made you, like, you know, kick on to this Intense emotion. And I don't identify with, oh, I feel depressed. I feel I am depressed. I I identify with I feel depressed or I feel self-pity, not I am depressed or I am self-pity. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because when it becomes my identity that I'm hopeless or helpless or fearful, now it's got power over me. But when it just becomes something that I recognize, oh, There it is. I feel a little anger. Let's see what happened. Uh, Now I can let that be my teacher. And I can say what made me angry, what triggered me. And if it's exaggerated, Bobby, it's a trauma wound.
1: Yeah, I I tend to exaggerate just about everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, keep reading.
1: (laughs) In the following chart, which I don't think you can see on the podcast, (laughs) Battle for the Soul, circle the feeling behaviors that cause internal struggles. When my immature emotions dominate for extended periods of time, this causes emotional regressions. This suffering can be so intense that it is likely to cause relapse. Relapse seems like movement and stops the emotional suffering temporarily and gives the illusion of control. Internal emotional imbalance is the root of because For relapse. I'm going to read that again. Internal emotional imbalance is the root cause for relapse.
0: There you go. What kind of
1: relapse are we talking about? We're
0: talking about... Relapse into drugs, relapse into dysfunctional behavior, into drinking, into uh, running amok, uh, self-destruction, you know, whatever it is. So it, it doesn't
1: is. necessarily have to have it to do with a substance. It could now be it our could behavior. Be, yeah,
0: absolutely. Because you, you know that you relapse behaviorally before you ever relapse chemically.
1: Yeah, it's always planned out on my department. That's right. So today we'll learn to nurture whatever smaller part. That is suffering to find a healthy rebalance of our emotions um our inner strong person will need to practice stability and consistency to bring all these little guys into a realm of peace
0: so i want to i want to be able to identify my little parts I want to be able to nurture them, to pull them up on my lap and say, we're here, look in the mirror, I'm an adult now. Because a lot of times when I work with uh, those in recovery, they'll be extremely childlike and I'll say to them, how old are you right now? And they'll say seven or, (laughs) or 11 and I'll say, now what happened when you were that age? And they'll tell me. A trauma that happened at that age, Bobby. It's and,
1: very it's very common for us in recovery to, to take a note that when we started using substances, we stopped growing emotionally.
0: Emotionally, absolutely. And they'll tell me how old they are, and I'll say, okay, but you're not 11 anymore. Look at you. You're 30 years old. You're a man. You're a strong woman. You Look at all these great things that you've accomplished. Now, we need your strong woman to go back and take that little 11-year-old and say, this is not helpless. That's like
1: why we see a lot of chaos in our circles of uh, recovery people because you've got a group of 50 people or so that, <laughs> that are, still are all <laughs> they're all you know in grown people bodies in their 30s and 40s and have the brains and mental stability of a yep. 10 and 11 year old so yep. it's it's yep. like a, an elementary school playground out there all the time <laughs> it yes. makes life to be very interesting
0: very interesting so the first one uh, we've got vulnerable unmet needs unmet expectations and used and abused so we're gonna talk about being vulnerable if I feel vulnerable There's going to be fearfulness, anxiety, fretfulness, intense internal suffering, and I'm going to feel very small and powerless.
1: That's very common.
0: Yeah. You want to go to the next one?
1: Um, If I have unmet needs, I'm going to feel guilt and shame. Uh, I'm going to feel worthless feelings. Uh, Mm. I can relate to that. Yes. Now, let's go to unmet expectations. Those will make me feel lonely, uh, lonelier. Isolated, withdrawn. Uh, I'll be like that little four-year-old with his thumb in his mouth, pouting, and and hiding. I'm I'm not going to want you to see me.
0: That's right. Yeah. So uh, it's very difficult when I'm in a regressed emotion to connect with people. So the next one is used and abused. When I get used and abused, it's likely that I'm going to have that fight or flight, uh, maybe that freeze. Uh, fear more fear entrapment anger impulsivity where i feel like i just gotta run all or nothing thinking and very exaggerated emotions
1: i can relate to all of those very much now, that all or nothing questions. thinking is what uh, it, it, it battle i battle with that a lot mm. all or nothing like and i have catastrophic thinking which <laughs> you know i can think that the worst is going to happen when just as a small thing gets in my way uh, i'm getting much better with that but as i mature but uh, it used to be, you know, if it, one little incident could set off my whole thought process into like, you know, right. a hangnail turns into nuclear war.
0: <laughs> You're going to lose <laughs> your whole hand. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want you to think about these. Uh, as our audience, I want you to think about what, when I drop into one of these smaller parts, I'll answer these questions. Go ahead and say Let's, the questions. So w- what age am I when I feel this way? Okay.
1: When did this start? Mm -hmm. what event precipitated this and what triggers destructive thought patterns
0: so there's probably a trigger like i realized that when i dropped into self-pity uh the trigger was rejection that makes sense and uh so now when i and we've went through this before in our trauma book when now when i feel rejected I often don't recognize it, but I recognize that little self pity whine. And when that little whine starts, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what made me feel rejected? Well, it usually has nothing to do with me, Bobby. You're right. It, it has nothing. It has to do with the fact that that person's struggling right now or frustrated over something else, and I just took it on myself.
1: It, our text. Our our text for recovery says that selfishness and self-centeredness is the root of our troubles.
0: Absolutely. Um, So
1: that's a a very good illustration of that.
0: Okay, so we're going to go through four more. Uh, Unable to fix and control, temporal focus, insecure relationships, self-judgment with self-condemnation. So let's do the first one. Unable to fix and control.
1: If I'm unable to fix or control, I'm going to feel hopeless, helpless. Uh, I'll feel like I'm grieving something, and I'm not going to have any peace. All right, a temporal focus. Um, that'll ha- I'll develop social issues. I'll probably be easily offended. I'm going to want to micromanage. I'm going to be manipulative and definitely an overthinker. <laughs> Guilty. I think I got all of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So insecure relationships um of course i'm going to feel rejection and abandonment which for me is my top two fears uh i fear rejection and fear abandonment on a regular basis and it can i think everything that i have to fear can be brought into one of those two Mm. categories Mm. i'm going to feel neglected unwanted unloved manipulated coerced uh and all this is going to make me feel really unstable yeah
0: so self-judgment self-condemnation
1: this will make me feel down on myself. Uh, I'm going to be depressed. I'll keep going over those failures in my mind over and over and over again. Uh, so it's going to make me procrastinate and, of course, be uh, taking part in some emotional regression.
0: Now, if I wanted to talk about one of these, I would talk about grieving. Because I went into such a grieving cycle. You know, my husband was very sick for decades. They kept giving him three months to live, six months to live. Oh, he's not getting out of ICU this time. Uh and, and my son, you know, every time I heard about him, there was another overdose. There was something else helpless going on. And so, man, I spent, I spent years and years and years grieving. And it was a deep, deep, suffi- suffocating grieving in my heart. And I had to realize that, I don't know, I, I think in my mind, I thought if I grieved that God would hear my prayer better. Or that if I grieved, he'd know how desperate I was and he'd come and rescue me. Instead, I think what the Lord was showing me was to grieve for a little while, uh, give it to him. That was my portion for the day. Lay it on the altar and get up and praise him. And and there was no resolution to the grieving. I mean, in addiction, uh, God, my heart goes out to you guys because there's, noth- there's no end to the grieving. It goes on and on and on. There's no resolution. There's no death uh, you know there's no okay now I can well move there's on. a death yeah, yes but now I can't but, it's, but it still doesn't resolve right now there's all this guilt and there, what could I have done differently and how could I have helped them? and what should I have done you know, how could I have fixed it and should, maybe I should have done this and maybe I should, there's no end to that grieving it goes on even after they're gone um, so that's the one I want to talk about okay okay how about you um,
1: I, I hit on so many of these um <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna ride with you okay all right because I mean there are certain things that we grieve and 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 for me it's not only uh, it's not even people that I've lost Uh, I can grieve uh, a lot of situations I grieve my best friend alcohol that's It's not in my life anymore. Wow. Um,
0: Because it it became your best friend.
1: Absolutely. It fixed everything.
0: Depression became my best friend. I could just go curl up in bed just with my little pillow, watch soap (laughs) operas. I knew. knew And
1: that that was my best friend. (laughs) I knew that I could walk across the street and get, uh, well, at first it would start out with a little bit, but towards the end I could go across the street and get two half gallons of something. And for a period of time, I didn't have to worry about anything. It was okay, mm. and I missed the power that that had over me, and I grieve that. and And when things get a little rough, it'll cross my mind from time to time. Yeah, I just can't live there anymore because yep. it's a, it's it, there's no there's no good outcome to it whatsoever.
0: I can remember working full time and going to school full time, and it'd be about Tuesday, and I know I had Friday off, and I could not wait for Friday because I was going to curl up in my bed and not do anything and not think anything and just watch mindless double TV. It's crazy. Though things we look forward to and and, and you know what after i found christ after i found the lord i would try i would try to do that and it just was like this is dumb why would i do this (laughs) i didn't need it anymore does that make sense i didn't it to to me that was like some little self-comforting thing to lay there with my little self-pity party and i didn't need it anymore so i got i kind of just grew up
1: there you go. Yeah. So much of life is, is about growing up, it especially is. for us that are in recovery.
0: Okay, so uh, read them the two assignments here. Um, number
1: one, I want to recognize my inner thoughts. So, us in recovery are very familiar with the inventory process. So, when I'm when I'm when I'm reviewing my day, or when I'm reviewing uh, my whole life in step four, uh, I can see where those things are coming from. Uh, Probably a good idea to journal on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, And number two, release emotions and feelings by acknowledging them and then expressing them for three to five minutes. Again, you can do that through journaling uh, or talking with somebody about troubling situations with someone safe. Again, referring to the steps because that's what I'm here for. Uh, This is the 10th step. Um, I'm going to review my day. Um, if I've got something to that I need to talk to somebody about, I get a hold of my sponsor or someone in my support group.
0: Okay. Now we're going to go through the next three regressed parts and the fourth part, which is the stronger me. So let's look at the pleaser.
1: So a pleaser would be, I'm really putting myself in a position to enable others to stay sick hmm. by people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to submit to keep the peace. I'm not going to stand up for myself. I'm going to try to please unreasonable people uh, just to survive. Uh, I'm going to allow myself to be abused or manipulated, coerced, threatened, even blackmailed. I'm going to have really unstable boundaries, and I'm probably going to have a financial loss.
0: Am, yeah. Uh, okay. That's a little uh, insecure attachment to be a people pleaser. And the next one is another insecure attachment, which is called the victim. The
1: victim. Victims do not recover. I'm going to let you know that right now.
0: Yeah. We got to stop the victim stuff.
1: Which I'm going to be full of self-pity, self-loathing, hatred, bitterness. I won't be able to forgive. Uh, and I'm going to be have like this
0: ongoing chronic grieving Yes, uh, it's almost like a fatalistic view where nothing ever happens good to me, and no matter how 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 high I get, I'm knocked off every time. Nothing, and the rug's always yanked up from underneath me. And so that's that victim speech. It's like
1: Eeyore. <laughs> he loves- oh bother!
0: <laughs> All right, the next one is rejection. Look at this one. This is bad.
1: Suicidal thinking, threatening behaviors, substance use disorder, and cutting. I think the rejection seems like it comes out manifests in a. More of a physical and and action. It does
0: So here's what I want you to think about If you have depression If you have suicidal thinking Those are just little parts That are trying to balance you out They're not to be listened to They're not to be given power they're just a little part that's saying, Hey, it's you know, I'm a smoke alarm. Beep, 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 come over here, change my battery. Change the you give, battery. You give me a little attention. So instead what I want you to do is I want you to empower yourself by the stronger me. I want you I want you to recognize, I want you to write down all the things that you are when you're strong. Read these, Bobby. I'm
1: wise, I'm strong, I'm dependable, stable, secure, nurturing, loving, accepting, kind faithful and protective
0: now is that your default to think of you yourself that way no not right (laughs) off the rip (laughs) but you know what but you're every one of those often yeah but you're every one of those and so am i I keep
1: people around me like you to tell me (laughs) that
0: (laughs) so i really want to be able to engage that stronger me And, and you know there's that verse in luke 11 that says when the strong man is bound the enemy comes in and plunders. So I want you to recognize who you are when you're strong, list that out and tell yourself, that's who I am. I'm not all these little regressed parts. Those are just little children in my little preschool heart that needs loved on. And they need the teacher to come in and say, here's what we're going to do today.
1: You tell yourself that. That's right. self
0: That's right. That's called coaching yourself, preaching to yourself, encouraging yourself, uh, lifting yourself up with that sanctified self. Not that selfish self, but a very sanctified, loving self where you learn to love yourself.
1: We have an exercise in our phase one program of called Mirror Love where the person has to
0: <laughs> talk into a
1: mirror and 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 tell themselves how much they love themselves and 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 do all these things that I'm getting ready
0: to 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 list off here. Well, a lot of times we're so beat down that we don't know how to love ourselves. I so, need a constant reminder. Yeah, so identify your stronger self. For example, networking, people skills, charismatic, compassionate good communicator entrepreneur spirit a connecting easily
1: and physically strong yeah
0: there you go so you've got to figure out who am i what strengths do i have and how could i capitalize on those and then be gracious to those weaker parts okay so i want to retrain the stronger side of me
1: so what characteristics do you want to strengthen
0: yeah, so what characteristic do I want to strengthen? Do I want to strengthen um, nurturing others, accepting myself, being kind, being faithful to me, to love me, to not abandon me? <laughs> you know, if I abandon myself and I beat myself up, whoever's in front of me is going to get it. <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think the thing that I would want to work on the most would be the security. Mm. Um, because I, I, you know, I, I get to a point to, I want to be able to exhale. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure everything's going to be okay. I've faced some trials and tribulations even recently, and, and I'm on the other side of it, and nothing catastrophic happened, and, and I think that's how I get stronger as I go through stuff, that's right. go through it successfully, and it's, and it's almost like a cognitive behavioral therapy kind of deal. But I, I've had an experience with something, so I've got like a belief that's got some legs now. It's got a it's got right. some got some experience.
0: So James says to consider it all joy <laughs> because it's maturing you. Yeah, so that's a tough
1: angle to take sometimes. So, yeah, you know,
0: so what you're telling me is that your trials matured you. So next time you get a trial, instead of just being anxious through it say oh i'm gonna count it all joy because it's bringing me maturity i mean the trials are coming whether you like them or not and whether you're anxious through the whole thing or not so you might as well count it all joy (laughs) all right read the lesson for the battle well
1: there's a battle to rule and reign our inner man passivity steals the ground in my soul that belongs to me emotional regression which is also called immature emotions are evident when we do not know how to engage our stronger inner self Often, an event happened in our childhood and we are stuck in that developmental stage. When I recognize my little helpless side being prominent, I can choose to rebalance myself with the stronger me and love on my smaller inner parts that are suffering. I retrain my thinking with my stronger emotional skills by allowing the stronger part of me to nurture and validate myself. This rebalances me quickly.
0: Yeah, and sometimes if I don't know what to do, I don't do anything. I just sit with it and connect to my breath. I just connect to me and you know i can't control what's happening around me but i can control my breath and the other thing is, is if i get stuck in circumstances that are beyond my control i get very small and And very little, and now I feel these little regressed children inside of me because, yeah, I'm really small, I have no power. But when I release that to the Lord, I lay it on the altar. He promises in Isaiah 61 that he's going to give me beauty for my ashes. So as I give it to him for my sacrifice, Lord, I know what you're doing here. Your thoughts are higher than mine. Your ways are higher than mine, but I trust you. And as I exercise my trust muscle, now i have I have the stronger me uh, taking dominion over my life, and I get real creative. and now I have a vision for the future for what God's teaching and training me. and And Bobby, there's thirty years of my life where I've gone through uh, trial after trial after trial. but i can I can take every one of those lessons that I've learned and, move it to discipling other people like I was discipling a a young lady yesterday and I was saying now how in the world would I be able to sit here and know exactly what you're talking about unless I had been through the same thing and she's like yeah and I said so now when you get through this you turn around and you look for somebody who's going through what you just went through because God comforted me and I'm going to comfort you and you're going to turn around and comfort somebody else and you should have just seen the light come on on her face she was like okay those are great moments (laughs) yeah okay so read the quote
1: immature emotions will dominate if they're not processed and kept under the rule of a stronger, more courageous self.
0: Oh, dominate. Ugh. Now what, you know, when you hear that word dominate what do you think
1: that something's over me something's over you
0: so instead uh, we are commanded to take dominion over our thought our thought life take every thought captive to the word of god to the tearing down of strongholds so i if i am stuck in sick emotions indulging lustful thinking or any other extreme emotion i can be defeated quickly
1: vulnerable yeah
0: recognize why you drop into that thinking is it loneliness is it neglect is it anger is it self-pity Lust can be a form of escapism from reality, accompanied by fantasy and pornography and other behaviors to self-soothe and comfort your inner self. So without having the skills to process my emotions, I am in a painful place. Yes, sir. All right, keep reading.
1: So if I allow one of my weaker parts to dominate, it would be equivalent to letting an irrational two-year-old, a fearful six-year-old, or an unruly teenager rule my life. (laughs)
0: Sometimes sometimes I, I, can, I can watch a little rebel, and I'm like, okay, now how old are you? <laughs> yeah, I like, swear. Uh,
1: sometimes I just want to take my ball and go home.
0: Yeah, they're like, mm, about 16. I'm like, yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Keep
1: this, going. This will cause internal anxiety. If I indulge my rebel side to feel empowered, I may not be able to resolve negative words or thoughts and continually rehearse painful mm-hmm. events. Continually rehearse painful events. Yes. The definition of resentment is to re-feel. So resentment is our number one offender as alcoholics and addicts. Mm. So if I'm continually rehearsing, I am like actively resenting painful events.
0: And and you know, Bobby, that gets on a loop in my brain and I really struggle to stop it. I have to be real intentional to take that thought and stop it.
1: I've talked about this before, but that resentment uh, for me can be like, the videographer at a football game. You see a quarterback getting nailed, yeah. and it looks bad, but then when you play it back and play it slow, it looks even worse, and then you forget about it. And then at halftime, the announcers are like, hey, let's take a look at that hit in the first half again. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want to see that again. No, no. And it's magnified even more. So that's what mm. my brain does with those painful events. I may be obsessing yes. or stuck in depression or suicidal thinking, Sometimes my little immature parts are crying so loudly that I feel compelled to act upon their direction. This act, uh, cutting or substance abuse, sexually acting out, explosive outbursts, etc., will interrupt my obsessing and give me a moment of relief.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. So this this immature behavior, this regressed parts can give us a second of relief and empower us. Our little rebel guy can make us feel powerful. It's all a lie. We end up in a trap. Right, because it's just going to come back. That's right. We end up in the ditch. But for the moment, it feels like power. Anger feels like power when it's not. It's a dominant behavior that dominates you. And once you indulge that anger, now guess what? You're on an obsessive loop and you can't stop it.
1: Yeah, it deludes me into thinking I have control, but nothing is resolved. That's
0: right. And then the battle begins again. So a soft answer turns away wrath. So if I indulge my anger, I'm going to end up in a trap. But if I soften myself and give a soft answer, there's a power that comes up in me to be stronger than my anger, to be able to rule my own spirit, to be able to have my own soul without somebody else dominating me. So So there's a battle here.
1: Right, and that's your little inner parts are... They're trying to rebalance you. Yes. But they need to be seen, heard, validated, and loved. And
0: they need to be my teachers. They need to tell me, oh, this little part of you is hurting, and you were seven when this started, and you need to go back and love that little child and help them heal. So even a desire to commit suicide... Is only my little inner parts attempting to rebalance my internal world. Recognize this thinking as a cry for self love. I think
1: we deal with that a lot. People yeah. that, uh, that, that aren't really serious, they just really need some attention. Right. And more, a, more, more so, attention from themselves. That's right.
0: Not to give up on
1: themselves. Right.
0: A- and sometimes they've been beat down so low that they just don't know how to get up out of that dark well.
1: I mean, before I sobered up this time, I was literally drinking, trying to just die. I hear you. You got to see part of it. I uh, hear I, you. You know, I was—I just—I—I I wanted to not wake up anymore, I and know. I was so mad every
0: time that I did. Uh, uh, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that from my son. I've heard that. Uh, why do I keep waking up? Well, obviously, it's not your time to die, so you just might as well give up and serve God. <laughs> That's yeah. what I told him. <laughs> I, you're not going to die, buddy, until God's done with you, so you just <laughs> might as well serve him. You could sell a
1: pill that just instantly fixed that, <laughs> we'd be millionaires.
0: All right, application.
1: Emotional regression is, if embraced, will rob us the ability to self-regulate emotionally and find freedom to enjoy life. Mm. Learn to rebalance quickly. Use your inner strong person to nurture, validate, and parent those smaller parts. If a crying or fearful child was in front of you, what would you do? Would you put your arm around them and comfort them? Of course you would. So that's what I want you to do with yourself. Use your strong inner person to nurture, protect, and be compassionate to your inner smaller parts that are hurting. Listen to your hurting parts and use strength and wisdom to nurture nurture your broken. Refuse to allow your smaller parts to dominate or play the same broken record. Teach the little inner part to detach from what cannot be fixed and connect with others. This is empowering.
0: Yeah, so there's a skill here to learn, and that's to detach from the ability to control outcomes. And I learned this again, over and over again. When I am suffering and anxious because, oh, wait a minute, if I do that, then they're gonna do this, if I do that, then maybe they'll they'll relapse, maybe they'll they'll overdose, maybe they'll die. You know, if I just like, okay, I'm gonna do what's best for me and I'm gonna detach from the circumstances. Lord You've got this. Lord, you, you rule the hearts of kings so you can rule their heart. Lord, you can move rivers so you can move them in the position. I trust you, Lord. And when I get there, I have practiced self-regulation. I have detached from having to have a certain outcome that it comes out beautiful and if they land in jail, if they land in the hospital, whatever happens, I can trust God. And man, that's a place of peace to just release it, just have acceptance, and to release trying to fix, manage, and control everything in my life that I can't do anyway. Yeah, and if, if I'm
1: struggling with believing that, it's very similar to, you know, when I first sober up, I can't go an hour without something in my body to, to, to change the way i think feel or act wow. um and i and i know that god intervenes um so down the road when i'm starting to work on myself a little bit and i have all these defects of character that i'm asking god to remove why would i doubt that he can remove those when he is when i haven't had a drink in let's say 30 days 60 days 90 days mm-hmm. not of my own doing mm-hmm. uh you know i okay i didn't physically go to the store but you know before and i've said this a million times if i had a dollar. I would go get a beer and I have a whole bunch of dollars in my pocket right now and I did not this morning leave my apartment and go get a beer right? because God has intervened Mm -hmm. uh, and changed my way of thinking and if he can do that with that, he can do that with anything.
0: Now, when uh, we become chemically sober, now we our emotions are very loud. Yeah. So we have to become emotionally sober.
1: We start paying attention to them because we, we used to numb them out, and now That's they're right. here and they're yeah, all in our face. It, they're
0: exaggerating.
1: I they always say that one of the best things that happens when you get sober is you get your feelings back, and one of the worst things that happens when you get sober is you get, you you get your feelings,
0: feelings back. back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I've never had an excuse. To, I've never I don't you know I don't even do Tylenol. So it's like I've always had loud noisy emotions and i've just learned to move them and sit with my breath and connect to me and and trust god and do the next right thing so do not stay wounded or chronically re-wound yourself instead love hug protect and care for those little immature parts nurture yourself until you heal that makes a lot of sense now the principle is maturity is a place of courage and serenity so courage and peace and courage is not something that comes naturally peace is not something that comes naturally it's something that i got to go look for
1: i didn't used to think i liked it (laughs) because i lived in such a chaotic world that i created for myself that i didn't think that in a nice quiet afternoon in the recliner watching a ball game sober was very entertaining to me
0: so what so what you're just telling me is that you were addicted to the roller coaster of chaos i
1: loved it i, I love being scared and you know, i've shared that before on this show before too
0: i really I got a kick that. out of being
1: frightened i get that and thinking that, that everybody was after me and you know oh. that, there was just something about that edge that kept me real hyper vigilant i just enjoyed I don't know. It this It's exhausting. I'm it so is, glad I don't have to do that anymore. It is exhausting, anymore.
0: and and you know there are emotions like I believe my self pity emotions had chemical releases in my brain that I got addicted to. Sure. And so depression has a chemical release that you get addicted to, and I think it's it, you know when we recover uh, chemically, we also have to recover from those toxic emotions and heal those, and and be okay with having quietness and peace. So read the conclusion, Bobby.
1: Wounded, immature inner parts need loved, not judged.
0: Not judged. Don't judge yourself. Just identify it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to tell it. It shouldn't be there.
1: Yeah, scripture says a kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and a house divided against itself will fall in Luke eleven seventeen, So if your inner parts are divided, how will you stand? Reconnect and love yourself in a sanctified, healthy manner. Speak to yourself. I am an adult now. I am no longer a child. Well, look at that.
0: So when a strong man is fully armed, guards his house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, like a stronger emotion, self-pity, depression, anger, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides up the spoils in Luke 11. If we allow our immature parts to be stronger, they will destroy us. They will rob us every day of our peace, our enjoyment of life. That is our possession. So, my friend, your possessions are love, joy, and peace, and all good things. They are not anxiety, depression, and suffering. Engage your stronger side to nurture and heal your immature parts. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that rules his spirit better than he that can take an entire city in proverbs sixteen thirty two. so when you can rule your own self and self-manage self-regulate these smaller inner parts you're stronger than a warrior that can go conquer a whole city <laughs> so, that's great so pray for us bobby
1: lord help me divide what is good from what is evil help me to stop indulging the thoughts emotions, and behaviors that land me in mental suffering help me to conquer my own inner self and rule my own spirit Empower me to take dominion over my life. Help me identify my broken inner parts. Lose my strong side to protect, nurture, and heal me. Give me freedom to enjoy my life. Mm. Amen. Amen. Give me freedom I would also enjoy Mandy, my life. I know that this is going to be new for most of us that start trying to do this. And, you know, I, I would expect that it's not going to happen instantly. No. Um, and it's something that, you, that we're going to have to work on and get better and better and better as time goes by. So don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work right off the rip.
0: (laughs) That's right. And what I find, though, uh, Bobby, is that even I've even I wrote these lessons, but I have to practice them. They're not anything that I'm going to uh, just instantly have. I get that. I've got to recognize, whoa, my spirit soul just just disconnected. What happened? And I got to sit with it and I got to figure it out. What happened? What what's? stumbled me up did i take an offense did i believe a lie did somebody say something did one of my trauma wounds get triggered and when i figure that out now i can give it to the lord now i can empower myself self-regulate become my strong woman that i really am there you go (laughs) so this is the rock recovery i'm bobby snyder and this is angie Meadows, and we're so happy that you have been with us and we'll see you for the next lesson bye-bye